This week's episode of the Social Media Playmaker, brought to you by MarkCampen.com, the podcast for business people who want to stay up to date on how to attract, date, and love their customers on social media. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Social Media Playmaker. In this week's episode, I am really excited about what we're going to talk about. First, I'm going to share a tool with you which caught me by surprise. It is probably one of the best tools I have seen when it comes to analyzing keywords and finding uh, keywords, getting ideas for keywords. So I'll come back to that in a sec. Second, I'm going to have an interview with John Millwood. John is a director at a company called Compete366, who are doing some really exciting stuff together with Microsoft when it comes to cloud computing and analytics. And I'm not going to go into that right now. I'll let John explain all this to you. But let me tell you, it is going to have a major impact how businesses are going to analyze their social media and uh, content that's happening in their newsfeed and advertising, you name it. It's going to be massive. It's going to be big. But before we go into this, let me first share with you the discovery of the week. The tool I want to share with you today is a website called answerthepublic.com. It is an amazing site that will help you in finding keywords. Now, one of the most underutilized, but the easiest keyword tools to use, obviously, is auto-suggest, yeah, Google Suggest. It basically, when you type in a word, it then comes back with some suggestions based on what other people are searching, and it will show those to you while you are typing in your search in Google. Very simple, but very effective. There are some more advanced uh, keyword tools in Ubersuggest, Keyword Tool IO, but none of them has the same visual uh, capability as answerthepublic.com. It is, it's truly um, amazing what they've done here. It's, um, when you go to the website, the, the homepage, you see an, um, an, an older guy uh, in a video and basically waiting for you to input the words that you want to get ideas for and the country that you would like those words for. So, for instance, if you type in the word social media, it will then come back to you in with three categories of searches. One of the search results is questions. So it will show in a very cool graphical interface, it will show you questions in like where social media, which social media, what social media, why social media, how social media, and for each term, it will give you 10, 15 questions. So like, 
who uses social media marketing, uh, who controls social media marketing, who uses social media, um, what social media should I get, uh, why social media is good, why social media is important. It does. It, there's just hundreds of, um, of word combinations in relation to the word social media. If you go a step further, then it gives you the prepositions like without, with, versus, to, near, like, social media like Instagram, social media like Twitter, um, social media um, like Reddit or social media without uh, background, social media without investment, social media jobs without degree, um, or two, social media to market your business, social media to promote your business, social media to advertise, social media to recruit employees. It's just hundreds of example word combinations that you can use in your online, um, online marketing. And then to close this all off, it shows you um, all the words combinations in relation to, in, 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 in the alpha, in al alphabetical order. So depending on the, um, the, the word, the more generic the word, the more combinations that you get. And for instance, with the word social media, if I search for that, I'm getting 158 questions, 126 prepositions and 819 um, alphabetical um, words. It's truly astonishing. It's, I love the interface and this to me is probably one of the best uh, keyword finders, keyword research tools that I've come across. So check it out, answerthepublic.com, and let me know in the show notes, in the comments, what you think of it. Um, and if you agree with me, this is a uh, this is a goldmine for keyword research. So on with the show and let's move to today's main topic of this podcast and that is the interview with John Millward. We're delighted to have John Millward on the podcast this week. John is the director of Compete 366 and it's a company who is specialized in um, Office 365, uh, big data, uh, social selling. And, and I'm particularly interested in what um, John um, and his team are doing in the area of the, the, where, the area where intelligent data meets social media and that is what we're going to talk about but before uh, that i want to welcome john on the call and john why don't we start with um, with introducing uh, who you are where you uh, where you come from and a bit about compete 366 sure mark thanks for having me on the call today so um i originally trained as a scientist and then moved into the uh, arena of it and, and uh, i suppose cloud computing the first time round back in 1999, uh, where I joined a dot-com startup. So that was a, a very exciting time, and that, um, that led then to a, a career in IT that I've been in since. Um, latterly, I spent about the last five years working very closely with Microsoft and got very interested in what they were doing with cloud as they, they were leading the charge on that. So we actually founded Compete 366 two, two years ago or so um, to help small and medium businesses become more competitive by adopting cloud technologies. So, so that's what we do. 
Okay, that is excellent, and obviously, um, yeah, more and more of um, of what's happening in, in IT is happening in the in the cloud, and uh, yeah, and, and the whole world of social media basically uh, happens in the cloud as well. So now, why don't you give a kind of a, a layman's overview of, of what exactly do you mean with the cloud and and how the whole area of, of big data and 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 as how you position it, intelligent data comes to play in this yeah so what what we mean by intelligent data is data that you can leverage and do something useful and clever with because data if you just collect it and it sits there somewhere and you don't do anything with it is just data and of no real value to you whereas you can do an awful lot of smart interactive things using data that you've already got and also combining it with, with new streaming data as it comes in. So it, it's enabling a whole uh, new field of innovation where companies are able to both uh, innovate and come up with new service offerings for their customers and also ways of making what they already do much more efficient. Mm, okay, okay. That's, uh, do, you, do you have a few examples of that? To, to, to make it more come to life for the, uh, for yeah, the listeners? Yeah, sure. So um, if you look at um, a, a topic called predictive analytics, for example, um, it, and predictive analytics means basically that you are predicting what's going to happen based on what's, what has happened in the past and an understanding of, of how that particular system works. So... Um, that these days is, in, is done um, using a, a mixture of computer science and data science called machine learning, which you, you may have heard about. Mm, yep, it's kind yep, of yep. part of artificial intelligence. So um, what you're essentially doing is uh, taking some data, using some algorithms to find patterns and relationships in that data, and coming up with the best model uh, training that model on some real data, then testing it on some real data. And when you're happy with the accuracy of the model, you can then feed it new data and it will run that through and come up with an answer of what, what it, it predicts. So, okay, that sounds very theoretical. I mean, yeah, and to your mm -hmm. point, what, what's a real life example? So, for example, imagine that you're um, a business dealing with lots of retail customers um, and you've got loyal customers that, that come again and again, and you're and some are very profitable, and you're worried about losing the good customers. So you're worried about customer churn, okay? So you collect all sorts of information, data about those customers, which is available to you. And if you've learned what type of behavior indicates that they are thinking of leaving you, maybe not renewing their subscription or whatever, in other words, customer churn, then you can model that and you can you can train the machine to know that. And it can be looking for those indicators all the time and then warn you that it's quite likely that customer X is thinking of leaving you and then you're able to do something about it. So that would be an example of machine yeah. learning applied to customer churn. Uh, it so yeah. be applied to to find anomalies, so unusual behavior. So that can be used, uh, for example, to, for fraud detection, or it could be used to spot a failure in a, in a, you know, in an 
uh, automation environment where you've got data from lots of sensors. You can also use um, machine learning, for example, to um, and another thing, uh, technology called stream analytics, to take in Twitter feeds uh, and look at what people are talking about, and then you and then use the automated output from that to say what's trending at the moment is X. People want to hear about this, and then do something with that. So, for example, if you were publishing news data on a website, you could use this to constantly be listening to people and automatically bring to prominence um, information and copy and stories that are most relevant to what's trending now. So that can all be automated. Yeah, that, that's, that sounds really interesting. If I, if I summarize that, John, I, there's two areas that you mention here, and, 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 and interestingly, they are very sort of interested for the, in, in the social media space as well. You had the predictive analytics and the, um, the, streaming, uh, the, the streaming analytics. Yes. Yeah, so now, interestingly, on the predictive analytics, um, how I see that, yeah, you see where all the social media networks they are they are trying to uh, obviously find revenue streams, and Facebook's biggest revenue is through advertising. Google's revenue is through advertising. Twitter is developing that as well. Um, I can see that predictive analytics as a very powerful tool to make sure that when people select their targets for advertising, yeah, that they almost get the, the best return out of that because, because of this predictive analytics, you can make sure that the ad gets to the people that are most likely to buy or to click the buy button. Is, is that Abs correct? That, that's absolutely right, Mark. And you can use, the, you can use this technology to, to predict that the type of buyer they are and then make them the most appropriate offer. Exactly, yeah, and that is obviously very, very interesting. But so, um, and and on the and on the streaming analytics, yeah, it, it can really improve your um, your listening that you do in your market and sort of take sort of um, um, yeah make predictions about uh, what are um, what are people talking about, what are the keywords, what are the trends. Talk a bit about what does a company need, yeah, to. Um, uh, to, to implement this, yeah? So if you have a lot of activity, like a big consumer brand, if there's a lot of um, sort of conversations taking place on, um, uh, on Twitter, what would they need to, um, to, to implement this streaming analytics? And that, that's the really exciting thing, Mark, because mm -hmm. traditionally this would have been very difficult to do, very expensive, very time consuming, you know, and, and, and most people just never did it. Uh -huh. But the incredible thing now is that you can consume these capabilities as a service in, in the Microsoft Cloud. So there are a number of Azure services, and it literally means you don't need any hardware, any software. You don't need very specialist skills either. So you've got very quick time to market with uh -huh. this, you and you only pay for what you use. So John, you mentioned Azure. Can you... Quickly before you go any further, explain what is Azure because I've I've heard about it of course, um, but what exactly is it? Yes, so um, Microsoft Azure is their 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 sort of global cloud platform that does everything from providing virtual machines, so sort of infrastructure as a service type applications, 
and uh, that, that everybody's familiar with. But on top of that, they have a, a layer of very interesting data and analytics services. And I've been mentioning some of those like machine learning, stream analytics, yeah, yeah, data yeah. factory and things like that. And those services allow you to, um, to, to put in place these capabilities we've been talking about and put them into production as part of the rest of your system. So literally, the rest of your, your web apps, your, your websites, whatever other systems you've got, can literally just go and call these services in the cloud in Microsoft Azure, and you just pay for what you use. So it's it's amazing enabling technology that we're seeing a lot of interest with at the moment, because suddenly you can do all these incredible things that you could never do before, and you can do them quickly and pretty cheaply. It's, you know, if up till a few years, up till probably last year in my workshop, I talked a lot about Google and how Google in the cloud, yeah, with the Google apps for business was going to large organizations. And, and in my opinion, then they had an advantage over, um, over Microsoft. Um, but as I hear this, yeah, uh, Microsoft has not only caught up, but has left Mike, uh, Google far behind in what they're now doing in the in the cloud and what they're offering. Um, how do you, how do you see that? Yeah, I'd agree. I mean, that, you know, they that there there are the big cloud providers out there: Google, Amazon Web Services, Microsoft, and. Mm. They've all got their strengths and weaknesses. Uh, now we're we're a pure play Microsoft Cloud partner, so yeah. you know I have to declare of course, declare yeah. a slight bias there. But but I would say genuinely these sort of Azure uh, services around analytics, intelligent data, and so on. Microsoft, I think, have got a two to three year lead on, on the rest of the market there. Mm, yeah, I think so. But uh, it's very fascinating. Um, so how, in your opinion, do you think social media marketing departments of large consumer brands can take advantage of these, uh, these, these new service offerings? Absolutely. Yeah, that there can there be some real uh, differentiators, some real competitive advantage they could gain by by looking into these. Mm. Yeah, and do you have? And, a... and the interesting thing is that people aren't aware of these capabilities. Mm. Yeah. So when we've run Art of the Possible workshops with customers, yeah, they've been absolutely amazed at what's possible, and 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 projects have come out of everyone. You know what you see with many of these things, and, and again, this is um, if, do you see it as a trend or a risk as well for Microsoft that um, there are sort of websites popping up here and there that are offering these type of services at a um, uh, which a which with a much lower cost of um, of implementation. Um, I don't think there are ones that offer it at a lower cost than, than the Microsoft ones because it's very competitive and, you know, the big cloud players are, you know, are, are put, the prices are only going one way and that's down. Mm. And I think the other thing is there might be point solutions out there that do one thing or another, but the real beauty about the, the Microsoft Azure cloud offering is that it's got everything in there and it's all integrated. Now, you don't have to use all the bits and pieces, but the more bits and pieces you use, the more benefit you get out of it. Whereas if you use lots of point solutions, that becomes very difficult for you to manage, make things interoperate, keep it current, etc. 
Mm, yeah, yeah. What about the Internet of Things, where we're asking devices around us to make decisions for us? Yeah, about oh, uh, absolutely. So all the things I was talking about earlier apply equally to Internet of Things because you can have sensors, cameras, devices, what fridges, whatever they are, it doesn't really matter. As long as they're Internet connected, then uh, as you all can take their data feed in through an event hub and then the streaming analytics to pull that data in, and then you can do whatever operations on that data you like, whether it's a machine learning algorithm or whatever it may be, and then feed that back out either maybe to a dashboard to warn about something or feed it into an application to say, look, we've seen this, we predict that's going to happen, we think you should do this now, and the application does that. So this, all this intelligent data technology I've been talking about applies equally to if that data has been harnessed from the Internet of Things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's, um, and, and that's where it's all coming together, yeah, where um, your fridge is communicating on Twitter, um, giving you advice on what you need to buy next to keep your, uh, your food supplies up. Yes, or... and, and maybe using some machine learning based on exactly. prediction of that auntie so-and-so is coming and she likes this type of thing. Exactly, yeah. My goodness. It's a, it's a frightening world. It's a frightening world, but it is, you know, it's very interesting. The, uh, the, 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 the two key things that I pick up here, number one is that particularly for the social media vendors, they can really um, make sure that in, in the advertising space, they can get the, um, the right um, people, the right yeah, people seeing the ads that they, uh, they serve based on this predictive uh, analytics. And, and, and the other thing I see is where in the past, I think the investments that companies had to do to do sentiment analysis and um, analyzing uh, streams of, um, of, of feeds, yeah, that that has in, is now in, in, in a much more um, uh, sort of uh, affordable. It's much more accessible. Yeah, and yeah. much more accessible for, um, for, for many more organizations. And the key thing is it's fast time to market yep. and you can, you know, exactly yeah. make changes and develop new services yeah. very quickly yeah how how's the how do you see how's the adoption currently of this is this still a leading edge or uh, do you see more and more companies are taking this up um i would i mean it's fairly leading edge but it's not bleeding edge so there are lots of businesses that have got lots of services in production using all these technologies so there are lots of big companies out there doing it but it's not um it, it's certainly not mainstream uh, mm. by any means yeah, yeah. so okay. there's lots of scope to to gain a competitive advantage doing this before competitors do yeah excellent okay all right well well john this has been very very interesting very useful for the um, the listeners and as I've closed most of my uh, my podcast interviews, I would just like to do the the five rapid fire questions to you, so people uh, see a bit of the the other side of John. So okay. you're you're okay with that? Yeah, sure. Okay. Go ahead. So, what's your favorite movie? Uh, I would say Lost in Translation. Do you know that one? Lost. I've heard of it. I'm not sure if I've seen it. 
Yeah, it's Bill Murray and Scarlett Johansson, and they're ah, yeah. sort of two people in Tokyo for a long weekend that sort of are both a bit lost and yeah. meet each other. It's very I've, interesting. I remember I've seen it. Yeah. Your favorite band, your favorite music band? Uh, Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin, my goodness. I saw a video from Led Zeppelin last week where um, there was an other band playing Stairway to Heaven. Uh, in a, I think it was some sort of a, a concert for uh, Obama was there, and the Led Zeppelin uh, musicians were there as well. In the and they were basically they were crying. Yeah, so good was the um, the cover of um, yeah. of Stairway to Heaven. So uh, I'll forward you that link. It was, was quite inspiring. You. Your most inspiring person, John. Um, I would say at the moment, Satya Nadella, Microsoft's new CEO. Ah. I think what he's done in the last few years is is phenomenal and completely changed how a global giant feels and operates. That is excellent. That is good to hear. Um, and um, yeah, because with so many large organizations, yeah, and and as um, I think uh, Microsoft was the leading um, company, and and it's great that they reinvented themselves almost, yeah, to to keep that leading edge that they they always had. So uh, good. Your last country you've been to, and what did you like about it? Uh, we went on holiday to Corfu in the summer, um, oh. and although I've been to lots of Greek islands before, I'd never been to Corfu, yeah. and thought it was absolutely beautiful. It's it's lush and green, which is very unexpected for a oh. Greek island. Excellent. Good. And then my last question, your, uh, your career motto that you would like to share with my listeners. I would say um, do something that you enjoy and that you're passionate about. Mm. Uh, now, obviously, you know, those of us who get to do that, and I would count myself as one, are very lucky. I, I, I realize that. But if you can manage to do that, then that's great, or at least it's aspire to do that. Yeah, I cannot agree more. So um, it's uh, do something that you're passionate about. And, uh, and then I think in this interview, uh, John, it clearly showed that, um, that you are passionate in what you're, uh, what you're doing. Um, thank you very much for the, the, uh, the, the information that you shared with us. Uh, if people want to contact you, what's the best way? Um, are you on Twitter, your, your website? What would they be? The company website is www.compete366.com. Yep. Um, and you can also email in to engage at compete366.com. Perfect. And then through your website, they can get to your Twitter and your LinkedIn. Yes, so excellent. Well, John, thank you very much. And um, I'm sure that my listeners will, they will contact you if they have further questions. Right, there you have it. Uh, interview with John Millward from Compete366. And isn't this a very, very exciting area where social media is going to take tremendous benefits? Um, can, can you think about the training if we bring this to the socialmediaplaymaker.com website? What this predictive um, analytics and what this streaming analytics can do to online training? How I can predict 
behavior of students, how I can predict what type of training a student would like based on experiences from other, uh, from other students. I will have another podcast soon that will go deeper in this topic. So thank you very much for listening this week and I'm looking forward to seeing or hearing or listening to you in our next podcast. Oh, 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 oh,